Gary Thorne joins us, uh, the play-by-play announcer for uh, ABC and ESPN, heading up to uh, Tampa just a little while for uh, Game 5. How are you, Gary? I'm doing well, you? Pretty good. And uh, we were just talking about the morning skate. Uh, what do they do, a couple hours for, uh, skating before uh, they take their meetings and nap and all that? Uh, this will probably be pretty brief at this point. The uh, guys as banged up as they are, they'll probably go out for even uh, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour at most. Uh, and it's just to get up, get going, get the legs loose. And uh, this time of year, they also have to uh, meet with the press. The coaches do, and they have to provide some players at least uh, these mornings uh, to do interviews. So that's another reason why they have to go. Right. The there won't be much to it. The finals, usually they have the scheduled press conferences before and also after the game, so yep. it's a little more obligation for them. Yeah. At least they have another day of rest after coming back from uh, from Calgary, so it gives yep. them a little extra time. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, particularly good, I think, for uh, for Tampa Bay because they, their forwards played so uh, so much, uh, their big forwards in that last game, and having an extra day's rest for those guys probably actually benefited Tampa Bay more than it did the Flames. Yeah, they were banged up with, uh, what, Pavel Kabina and uh, Fedotenko. So yep. they're supposed scheduled to go tonight, as far as we know. Is that yeah, that's heard? great news, uh, especially after that hit on Fedotenko. Those are one, those are really worrisome hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get your head going into the dash of the way he did, and uh, obviously concussion problems, the concern uh, for him to be able to get back out on the ice. That, that's a big deal. I mean, that changes everything for Tampa Bay again, because now they can, they've got those two extra players to skate, cut down on the guys like St. Louis and Le Cavalier and Richards and how much they have to play. And if you can reduce their ice time by a couple of minutes per game, uh, it's a, it, that's a big difference. little news, Billy Niemann uh, suspended for tonight's game by, by the league and yeah. uh, for that hit on Le Cavalier the other night. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, even talking to some of the Calgary players after the game, I mean, they were really upset. That, that was just foolish, mm-hmm. was stupid. Uh, you, hurt, you hurt your team. And doing something like that, and and the trouble for him is he's got that reputation and past history of doing these kinds of things. He just he gets out of control. Uh, he cost his team. I mean, enormously. He may have cost his team the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were going to have a real chance with, you know, they they still had uh, over four minutes left to go. Uh, they were going to be able to pull their goaltender. They clearly were going to get uh, you know at least two or three good chances once they got their goaltender out of there. Uh, and then a five-minute major, which covers the entire the rest of the game, where you where you lose the opportunity to to pull the goaltender and have the man advantage because of it, was just devastating. I mean, it was devastating for that team, uh, and it really took the wind out of them. And it's the kind of thing that's, that's viewed by players as just very selfish. Uh, when you do something like that and lose control of yourself and put your team in that sort of a hole, you've really done something where you've just put yourself above everybody else at the worst possible time and uh, they were very unhappy uh, at what happened and they expected a suspension and that's exactly what they got and if, if this wasn't just a finals game i'm sure there'd be some immediate payback but i think down the road whether they do it in this series or, or when they resume play again i'm sure when these two teams get together uh, he'll be getting uh, some payback yeah that's a holdover for next year yeah. uh, that uh, i mean right now there's something much bigger and much more important uh, he actually has done Tampa Bay a favor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a vi- he's a viable forward, a guy that plays a lot of uh, the game, who plays physically and also uh, is a pretty good guy in creating offensive chances. So, I mean, he's, him being out of there hurts Calgary. It hurts the Flames, which is another reason why the teammates looked at him and was like, you know, what are you thinking? What are you doing uh, to do something like that here in the Stanley Cup Finals when we're down to, you know, best out of three situations? 
What do you make of, uh, of just the whole Tampa Bay area getting involved in the Stanley Cup? A year and a half ago, uh, you know, it would have been crazy to think that they'd uh, make a run like this. Last yep. year they had a good run in the playoffs, and then, of course, uh, this year, just going this far. Uh, what do you make of all this? Well, I mean, that, this is the whole idea. This is what the National Hockey League really wants to see. These clubs that are number one new uh, relatively, it's only the 12th year, and are in the sun zones, uh, were put here to be competitive with the traditional teams of Boston, New York, Montreal, etc. So you want to get them into the playoffs. You want to generate the kind of excitement that's happened here because there's a carryover. I mean, uh, Tampa Bay will, will have season ticket sales, game ticket sales, uh, merchandise sales throughout the, the summer and into next year based on what they've done this year. Uh, so it generates uh, not only fan interest for the moment, but fan interest for the long term. And it legitimizes what the NHL wanted to do by putting teams in these sun markets and saying, look, they can be competitive too. And the fact that they happen to be playing on days where it's 95 degrees outside right, right. is still doable and still can be fun and, and still can be something that the league can look to and say, you know, this is part of the whole picture. So that's, I mean, this is really what the league has wanted. And this is a great sports area. And what's happened with the Tampa Bay getting involved here in the NHL is that we've added another perspective to uh, to sports here to get excited about, and I, I think it's great. Wasn't that long ago that uh, you know there was talk around the, the league, maybe it was just media talk, but uh, they contract uh, you know the Florida teams, maybe some of the uh, you know California, maybe Columbus, you know those kind of teams that aren't aren't bringing in uh, you know the revenue yep. like they wanted, but uh, you can't do it now with the Lightning being so uh, dominant. No, nope, it's really uh, it's really helped. I mean, it's not there are teams and franchises that are in trouble, and they'll be in even more trouble if this league shuts down for any amount of time because of the collective bargaining agreement next year, and there still could be uh, franchises that are going to have to be moved. The last thing the league wants to do is to just eliminate franchises, mm -hmm. uh, and, and probably won't have to. There are still areas where teams could move to out of necessity, but it's no longer just looking at uh, teams that are in the Florida or the Sun Market situations. I mean, Washington's team is in is in really deep trouble. That hasn't got anything to do with the fact that they happen to be in one of these markets. And you can look around the league, and there are others too. It's it's a matter of staying competitive and running your business properly. Now you look at you look at Buffalo, which is yeah. one of the great franchises, yeah. and they've they've hit terrible times. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's now a matter of running your business right. The sports the sports pie is so divided because of the number of sports and the and the saturation of sports on television that's available, you know, 24-7, that you've got to, you've really got to run your business well and you've got to be competitive to draw fans and keep them. Otherwise, there's something else to do. There's, a, there's something else to watch. So uh, that's the basis now, really, of whether or not your franchise succeeds, not where you are. And Tampa Bay uh, is one of those that's clearly showing, you know, a team that does well can play in, in any kind of a market, uh, even one that didn't have a history in hockey. And, st and be successful uh, if the organization is run properly. Gary Thorne joining us on the program this morning. Uh, you talk about uh, the collective bargaining agreement. Do you see this being like the last time this happened where they uh, didn't start playing until January of that year and it was a shortened season, or do you see the whole season being wiped out potentially? Yeah. I, I'm one of the few, I guess. I still hold hope. I think there's going to be a deal that's going to get done. I don't think we're going to have uh, any kind of a lockout strike. But nobody knows. I mean, even the people directly involved don't know. The, the good news is that uh, Gary Bettman, Bob Goodnow, the head of their respective sides, have personal problems in trying to get anything done. They're both intensely competitive people, and uh, sometimes I think the business relationship
relationship between the two of them gets too personal. So what's happened is the real negotiations are being done um, away from the public's eye, uh, quietly, without any announcements by the second and third tier people, the attorneys that work for each side in particular. And the word there is that things are moving, that they're, they're finding some answers, and that I, I think they're going to come up with a, with a proposal uh, this summer that's going to be viable for both sides. That's going to be, you can't call it a salary cap, that's a, just a poison word uh, as far as the players are concerned. But you can do things that look like a salary cap, call it something else, and that's going to be probably a package that's going to have a revenue sharing, uh, a ceiling on salaries for teams. Uh, and the question is how much of revenue is going to go to salaries. Mm -hmm. That's really what Gary Bettman's been arguing for. And the numbers are coming closer and closer together. And I think, if what I hear is true, that the numbers are at a point now where it's doable. Uh, I've always said, I mean, I was a labor lawyer myself. Right. When you get to numbers, if all you're talking about are numbers, the deal's done. It's getting over the philosophical hurdles that's the problem. Numbers are crunchable. Uh, philosophical some ideas sometimes aren't. And I think they've come to the point where even the players have said, look, too much revenue is going to players' salaries, and there's got to be some control over that. So let's find a way to do that. And once they were willing to, to make that concession and start looking for answers in that department, then the deal can get done, and, and I think it will be. Just have about a minute left, and uh, when we have more time, and obviously your schedule being so busy, we'll get you down here one of these days. Uh, how did you wind up in Sarasota? <laughs> well, I first came here with the White Sox. Did you? Um, yeah, we had spring training here back in 89 when I was doing uh, White Sox baseball. Uh, and just fell in love with it and uh, uh, came back. This, I had the opportunity really to live wherever I wanted to in the world. <laughs> Right. I don't ever do anything at home. This is the first home game I've had for forever. Right. Uh, and so I just uh, I just love it here. I mean, I'm kind of I love uh, I love the arts here. Uh, I love the restaurants. I love the theater. I love the music. Uh, I love the area because I like to fish. Um, and so it had the things that I want in life, and uh, and I've really enjoyed it. I mean, this is where I could have gone anywhere, and this is this is where I chose, and it's still the right place. Now, will you take a couple of weeks off and then go right into baseball in the ESPN, or what's your schedule like coming up? Uh, there'll be a day off. <laughs> Just one day? <laughs> there'll be a day off, then I'll go to Boston and do a game. Oh, right away, okay. Yeah, yeah it, uh, and then we uh, will take a vacation later on in the uh, summer, early fall, of extended period. We spend a lot of time in Maine during the summer. Mm -hmm. You're originally uh, from Maine. That's where I'm from, right. born and raised, yep. So we'll go back there. So it, it'll, it settles down, and it gets to be uh, more doable. Flights between Tampa Bay and Calgary aren't doable. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I grew up in New York and uh, enjoyed listening to you when you were with the Mets. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, those, uh, we were talking earlier with our sports guy, Ted Fleming, about uh, your call on the 86 uh, yeah. uh, Mets. Uh, gr great year. We'll, we'll have you down when your schedule permits and uh, just kind of reminisce about that and your career. And thanks sure. for spending a few minutes with us. Sure, absolutely. My pleasure. Okay. Right, Gary, Gary Thorne will be uh, tonight. You can see him on Channel 7 right here uh, doing the Lightning and the Calgary game.